Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Our church have a vision to build glorious churches, holy and blameless, in our city and different parts of the world in this generation. We believe in church planting. We believe that the church is the answer to the society. We must build a strong and biblical church, and then people come and get saved. They will be trained. They will be discipled to go out to impact the society and people around them in their office, in their school, in their classroom, in their home. So I'm glad that you get involved in building the biblical churches and glorious churches all over the world. Amen. I'm so happy every time I see the church started somewhere. Uh, today I heard a report that we have a few churches start again in Asia. So I'm so glad to see that God is moving around the world. Tonight, I would like to continue to talk about the Holy Spirit, which is an important subject. And many Christians emphasize Jesus, which is important. We need to know Jesus. Sometimes Christians emphasize Jehovah or Yahweh, the Father. But the subject of the Holy Spirit is not mentioned that much in the church because In order to talk about the Holy Spirit, we need to have experience with Him. Otherwise, it's hard to teach about the Holy Spirit without personal experience. Tonight, I would like to talk again about knowing the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, God anointed only specific group of people. Some of them were common, ordinary people. Some of them were prophets or priests and kings. The Holy Spirit rested upon only certain people in the Old Testament. And one of them was Moses. The Holy Spirit was on Moses. The Holy Spirit was on King David, was on Joseph, not on everybody in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, Moses had the anointing or the Holy Spirit. And look at Numbers chapter 11 Verses 24 to 30. I'm going to read this part to help you understand what happened to Moses. So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. And he gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tabernacle. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took off the spirit that was Upon him, there was a transferring of the anointing of the Holy Spirit from the man of God and placed the same, placed the same Holy Spirit upon the 70 elders. And it happened. If you study the whole Bible carefully from the Old Testament to the New Testament to the book of Revelation, you would see that the Holy Spirit has been involved in his people's life a lot, but sometimes we ignore him because we did not mention about the Holy Spirit enough. And it happened when the Spirit rested upon them that they prophesied, although they never did so again. But two men had remained in the camp. The name of one was Eldad and the name of the other Medad. And the Spirit rested upon them. In other words, the Holy Spirit came upon them as well. Now they were among those listed, 72 elders. Two of them did not come out, but the Spirit of God came upon them as well. But who had not gone out to the tabernacle, yet they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. So somebody make a report to Moses. So Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, one of his choice men, answered and said, Moses, my Lord, forbid them. 
So they were not happy that these two men received the Holy Spirit. Then Moses said to him, "Are you zealous for my sake?" Oh, listen carefully. This is a sentence that I would like to emphasize. Oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put His Spirit upon them. Everyone say the Spirit. Everyone say all. all. Moses spoke this sentence to the Lord that he wanted to see that all the people receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit in that generation before the Book of Matthew, before Jesus show up on the earth, before the upper room experience in the Book of Acts chapter two. The children of Israel. Did not have the Holy Spirit like all of us. Only certain people that received the Holy Spirit. But God answered the prayer, and the request of Moses became fulfilled in Acts chapter two, when the Holy Spirit came upon all flesh in the the hundred twenty people in the upper room. So today, every believer, every born again Christian. Have the right to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Lord, and the fire of God. We can see in the Bible there are many passages in the Bible that talk about the end time. We are in the end time now. We are in the church era. Joel chapter two, verse twenty-eight, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit. On all flesh, all flesh. Anybody who open, any believer who open to receive the Holy Spirit will receive. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men. This talking about New Hope International Church. All young here shall see visions. So you can see that God prophesies that through the prophet Joel that in the end time. All the believers can receive the infilling or the coming down of the Holy Spirit. Not only a special group of people, but every believer should be filled with the Holy Spirit. In fact, this is a command of Jesus that every believer should be filled with the Holy Spirit. Isaiah chapter forty-four, verse three: For I will pour water, as you know, water is symbolic of the Holy Spirit, on him who is thirsty. This is why I keep emphasizing that we need to be thirsty and desperate and hungry for the Holy Spirit. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, if you think that you have it all, I'm okay. I have high education. I'm smart. I can help myself. I don't need the Holy Spirit. I'm not hungry. I'm not thirsty. You cannot receive the water from God. You need to come to God with desperation, with hunger, thirst for the things of God all the days of your life, and floods the move of the Spirit on the dry ground. I will pour my Spirit on your descendants, and my blessing. When the Holy Spirit show up, the blessing will come as well, like the house of Obed Edom, when the Ark of the Covenant show up in his house for three months. The blessing came upon that house, and my blessing on your offspring. Again, Isaiah 44 is a prophecy regarding the end time revival that God wants to pour His Spirit on His people. Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 27: I will put my Spirit within you, cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will keep my judgments and do them. I remember before I was filled with the Holy Spirit and with the fire of God. I am a studious Christian. I study the Bible a lot. I love to study the Bible. At that time, I was in the Baptist church in Thailand. I studied the Bible. I I try to know what the Word of God say, but I could not practice what I learned. Because I did not have power to do what God say, but after I received the Holy Spirit, in filling of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit on the inside of me 
caused me to walk according to His word. Actually, this is how Christian live. We study the word, which is a guideline, a standard. What is right, what is wrong. We need to know the word, the right and the wrong. What is the will of God? The word of God contain the will of God. But to know the word of God alone is not enough. We need to have the person. His name is the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, and He will empower us, grace us. And help us to be able to walk in God's statutes and keep the judgment of God and do them. That's why the church need to welcome the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, so that the members will not struggle in walking according to the truth of God. They will be easily moved with the Word of God. Amen. How many people have that experience that when you feel with the Holy Spirit, it's easier for you to obey the Word of God? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Again, I want to show you in many scripture in the Bible that is a prophecy regarding the Holy Spirit. In Ezekiel chapter 37, is an interesting story of this prophet. God put him in the Spirit, and then he saw a vision of a valley with bones in the valley. And when you look at the vision, you look at the bones. The bones were dry. Later on, God explained to him that those bones are his children that have been dry, have been unfruitful, has been captured in captivity and cannot produce for God. They were dry. They were like a dead Christian, very dry Christians. In verse 4, God spoke to Ezekiel. Prophesize to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. You remember the series that I taught about ruling and reigning in Christ Jesus. God used the word of ruling and reigning to speak to the situation. So God told Ezekiel to speak life into the bone. And that word has power. God created the universe by speaking. Let it be light. He spoke the word and it happened. So God told Ezekiel to speak and it happened. What happened? The flesh began to come upon the bone. The bone have a rattle noise and move and come together in his vision. And the skin came on. But Ezekiel noticed that the bone that has the flesh and the skin did not have life, no breathing yet. Verse 10, so I prophesied as he commanded me, breath came into them. The bone come together, become human now, but there was no life. There was no breathing. God told him, spoke breath. Breath means the Holy Spirit. Spoke the Holy Spirit upon them. That's why when I lay hand on you, I say fire. I say Fill, that is the speaking to get the breath of God upon you. I do the same thing as Ezekiel. Speak breath of God into the bone. How many people are dry bone here? Don't raise your hand up. I don't need to know. And they leave, stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. So you can see that God want to revive God wants to bring life into Christian, into the church. Instead of being a dead church, being a lukewarm and traditional religious church. God wants to bring life into the church. Who brings life into the church? The Holy Spirit. Is that right? So we should not be ashamed of the Holy Spirit. And then verse 14, God gave the reason why he wants to give the Holy Spirit to the dry church, to the dry Christian, to the dry bone, I will put my spirit in you and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, has spoken it and performed it. This is how God works. He spoke and he performed. You can see from scripture, from passage to passage, that it's God's will for today's Christian to receive the infilling or the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the fire of God. God wants all of us to be filled all the time. God wants us to 
plug into the spirit of God, into the breath of God. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, say the Lord of hosts. On the way to church tonight, I was speaking to Pastor Da. Da, I have to admit to you, every time we drive to church, I know I'm going to have to get up and preach. I feel so inadequate. I feel that I could not do it. I'm not a good speaker. I'm not an orator by nature. I'm a quiet man. I don't like to speak in front of public. I feel so inadequate. I could not do it. Do you know that I struggle every Sunday when we come to preach here? I struggle. But when I step up on the pulpit and the Holy Spirit came upon me, it started to flow. Because it's not by my might, nor by my power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. We need the Holy Spirit. Amen? And Pastor Da answered me, that is good. That you feel that way all the day of your life. As long as you know that you are inadequate, you're going to depend on the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are living in the New Testament now. Look at what Jesus promised the church in John chapter 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, which means the Holy Spirit, will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. God the Father is in heaven. At that time, God, Jesus, the Son of God, was on earth. And he could be at one place at one time. He could speak to only a small group of people at one time. He did not even have a speaker like me. He could not have microphone. He could not come to Seattle. He had to be in Palestine. And he said that if I did not go away, you will not get the advantage. What is the advantage? The sending, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon all the Christians in the earth. Not just only in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, but today we can have the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at what Jesus said in verses 12 and 15. I still have many things to say to you. You need to understand that Jesus started his ministry at 30 years old. And by 33 and a half, he was crucified. And he came back to life. He had only three years plus to teach and to disciple those followers. That's why before he left, he said, I still have a lot of things to teach you. Number one, he has a lot of things to teach the disciple. But he did not have enough time. He had to leave. Let me read again. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I say that he will take of mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit will declare the truth from Jesus. This is the real situation. Jesus said that his disciple could not grab a hold of what he taught. They did not understand everything he said. Not only that, he said that I still have a lot to teach, but I have to go. I totally understand because I have been a Christian for 30 years now, 32 years. When I was a new believer, I listened to some teaching and it just go over my head. I could not understand what the preacher said. I was not ready to receive the message because my experience and Bible knowledge was so little that I could not understand many things that God say, either through the Bible, when I read the Bible, I couldn't get it. What? What means? I don't understand this. We all have mental limitation to understand the truth of God. We all have limitations in receiving revelation from God. Not only that we are not ready or we are not there yet to receive the next message, you 
Remember the Bible say from precept upon precept upon precept. When God talked to me about demons in 1988, I have no idea what demon means. But by 1992, I have the revelation and I understand how to cast out demons. It took me four years before I really got the message about demonology to understand about demonology. So God teaches from precept upon precept upon precept. God put in more little by little. That's why you have to be diligent in listening to the teaching. Reading the Bible because God gonna show you more and more. Not only that, the disciple could not receive everything Jesus said because they did not have the Holy Spirit yet. Even though they followed Jesus, but they were not in the upper room yet. Who could break through the mental barrier to be able to receive the revelation and the mystery and the truth of heaven, the spiritual truth of heaven? Who? The Holy Spirit. God need to send the Holy Spirit into the church to break the mental barrier because we are natural and mental. We may understand one plus one equal two, but we may not understand a lot of mystery in the Bible, a lot of truth in the Bible. We are ignorant. So if we just use our mental capacity or ability to understand the Bible, we're going to be stuck. We cannot understand everything the Bible say. Maybe we understand only that oh. His name is Noah. He built a boat. But what is the spiritual implication? We could not understand. But the person named the Holy Spirit is the one who can reveal, shine the light into our spirit to have a clear understanding. Oh, I understand now what God means. Now I can practice. Now I can retain the knowledge. I can receive. And understand, and I can practice what God say. Is the revelation, the light, the Apostle Paul called light. People have different level of lights or understanding of the things of God. But our natural mind really have limitation and difficulties to understand the things of heaven more higher than us. We need the Holy Spirit to help us. Amen. So Jesus said, "I have to go." So that I can send the Holy Spirit to be with you, all of us here, and the Holy Spirit will teach us the truth, little by little, day by day, precept upon precept, and not only that, He will teach us every single year, little by little. Jesus was here only a short period; He did not stay with us. He left. So there must be a person from heaven to help us to study and to learn and to understand the things of God. Who is that person? The Holy Spirit. I can notice my three stages of Christian walk. The first part of about how many years? I got saved in 1981. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit in 1983. The first two years, three years, when I read the Bible. I could not understand very much. I have a lot of misunderstanding. 1983, I received the baptism with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongue. And after that experience, my understanding of the word go to the next level. But I still struggle certain issue. I could not understand until 1996, when I received the baptism of fire. After that year, it's like rocket. Oh, when I read the Bible, it's like pop, pop, pop. God show me the Holy Spirit in me. The fire of God just reveal and reveal and reveal the truth of God into my spirit. This is not from man; it's from God. God just reveal the truth and show me how to teach people, how to explain the Scripture to people, because the Holy Spirit is my teacher, and He is your teacher as well. That's why Christian who love God and hungry for God should welcome the infilling and the work of the Holy Spirit into their life. Because without the Holy Spirit, you will not be able to seek to understand and receive the revelation from heaven. Amen. Amen. How many people are hungry here? Amen. God work with the hungry. God doesn't work with the quesera, sera. Whatever will be, will be. Amen. I don't need whatever will be will be. I am pressed in. I'm hungry. I need to know more. 
I love God. I want to grow more. I want to move on. Amen. Kesura zera is not in my vocabulary. I want to move on with God. Amen. The Holy Spirit was given to us to teach us the truth, to understand the truth about Jesus, the truth about the Father, the truth of how to walk in life, how to serve God. How to be a good Christian? How to be a godly man and godly woman? The Holy Spirit is one of the most important person in your life. You need Him. You need to be filled by Him. He will change you, change you, help you to walk with the Father. John chapter 14 verse 18. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. This is what Jesus said. Romans chapter 8 verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. There are two kinds of spirit. The Holy Spirit and evil spirit. Evil spirit come to give us bondage. But you received the spirit of adoption. By whom we cry out, Abba, Father. When we are born again, receive Jesus and repent of our sin. We are adopted into be a child of God. Then we need to know our Father in order to relate to our Father. We need to know our position in Christ. We need to know our right and privileges in Christ as a child of God. As we walk with the Father to be His children, we need to know how to walk with the Father. We need to know how to work with him, cooperate with him, and serve him and worship him. The Bible says that God gives us the spirit of adoption. The Holy Spirit helps us to understand the love of the Father, the grace of the Father, how to walk with the Father, how to relate to him, how to serve him. We don't have the spirit of bondage or the spirit of of fear anymore, but we have the spirit, capital S-P-I-R-I-T, the spirit of adoption. We become a child of God. I don't know about you. Every day when I walk around in the hospital, I feel that I am a child of the most high God. When the problem come and attack me, I look at the problem. I stand there and say, do you know that my papa it's big. You may try to threaten me, but I know who I am. I am a son of the Most High God. My God is big. He's powerful. And He loves me. And He has grace for me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I remember on the way to the airport from in Oahu, we're going to come back home. Everything went well in our vacation in Oahu. But the last minute, when we packed all the luggages into the van to go to the airport, and we have limited time, the car could not start. And my first reaction, oops, are we going to get to the airport on time? Am I going to miss the church on Sunday? Am I going to have to stay longer in Waikiki Beach? I think it's a good idea, but the church is more important. I need to come back to church on Sunday. But I was standing there and was thinking, my dad in heaven, he's a big God. He's going to help us to get the car back to the airport. And he did. He sent the manager to help us and we went to the airport on time we got on the airplane and i feel relieved that i could come back to church on sunday you know when you face situation when the devil try to attack you when bad things happen when you feel set back you feel you are disappointed with something people disappoint you life is unfair to you people treat you unfairly you have to know that you are a child of the most high god you can stand up Inside you, maybe not in your body, you can still sit on the couch, but inside you, you stand up and say, 
I am a child of the Most High God. The Spirit of God confirmed with me, and no problem can come against me. I'm a victor. I'm not a victim. I can deal with this by the power of the Holy Spirit. To know that we are a child of the Most High God make a big difference in our life. Amen. We can face all kinds of problem because we know God is on our side. Amen. That's why it's so important to have the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will give us that confidence and knowing the Father, have relationship with the Father, and walk around every day with that confidence, with that relationship, with that faith, with that expectation that we have relationship with God who created the heavens and the earth. Amen. John chapter 16, verse 14. He will, mean the Holy Spirit, will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and make it known to you. How many people love Jesus enough to say that I want to live a life that glorify him? How many people say that I want Jesus to look good on earth here? Do you feel bad when people start to talk bad about the church and about Jesus? Oh, I tell you, I'm upset. Every time people talk bad about Jesus, I am upset. Because I love him. He died for me. I want to protect his reputation. I want to live a life that brings glory to him. And who's going to help us to live a life to bring glory to God, to Jesus, and to the Father? Let me explain to you. This is how it works. God sent the Holy Spirit into our life to reveal the truth to set us free from bondage, to empower us so that we can walk according to the truth of God. As we receive the truth, we have more faith. The Bible says faith overcomes the world. When we have more faith by the Holy Spirit, when we know the truth, we are set free. Those who know the truth shall be set free. You become more mature. You know how to handle life better. You know how to relate to people better. You become a better husband, a better wife, better children, better employee and employer and doctor and nurses because you become more mature. You know the truth. You know how to handle things according to the way of God. Your life shine the way of God and who get the glory. When people look at you, why are you so different? And you can say, because I am a Christian. I believe in Jesus. Jesus get the glory when you live a holy life, when you live the right kind of life. Amen? I pray that you love Jesus enough to allow the Holy Spirit to really work in you and help you, empower you to live the right kind of life to bring glory to God. Amen? Hallelujah. He brings the truth. He helps us to walk according to the truth. Amen? Amen. John chapter 16, verse 8. When he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. So verse 14 talking about living a life glorify God. And then when you walk into the office and you live such a loving life, merciful, honest, faithful, hardworking all the people in your office look at you and they feel convicted by the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. One thing that I pray all the time in my life, almost every day, God, give me such a strong, thick anointing that everywhere I go, not only that I walk a holy life to shine the love of Jesus to people, but the anointing in my life will bring the conviction to bring the piercing power into the heart of the non-believers around me, into the people around me that they will come to know Jesus faster, quicker. I want to live a life that glorifies Jesus in my words, my action, and I want to have thick anointing like Peter, whose shadow for the sick and the sick get healed. Amen? Like Jonathan Edward who preached with power and people got saved. Like John Wesley, Charles Finney, the white Al Moody. These people have such a thick anointing. 
I want to be like Jesus. Everywhere I go, people get saved, people get healed, people get delivered. I want to walk like Jesus on earth here. And the person who helped me to do that is not a human being, but it is the Holy Spirit who gives me light, who burn inside me to flame the fire inside me to walk holy life, to use me to shine the bright light into the dark and lost world. I want to be that person in this generation. I want to be used by the Holy Spirit to bring the light of God to the people around me. And I pray that that is your desire as well in this generation. Amen? God gives you the free will. It's really up to you. I don't know about you, but I want to be that kind of Christian. Everywhere I go, I want to have thick anointing, bring salvation, healing, deliverance, bring blessing to people, bring changes to the city and society. I want to bring the light of God to people. The Holy Spirit is that person who helped me to accomplish what Jesus wants me to do on earth here. Everyone say, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will reveal you the truth. One thing that I admit is that to be a Christian is a very fun and exciting life. Because you learn new things every day from the Holy Spirit. Every single day, the Holy Spirit teaches you some new thing. Some new revelation. It's not new to God, but new to me. <laughs> because I'm growing. So when God reveals something to me, wow, I feel excited. I... I feel that the life is so full of exciting things. How many people feel that way? That God shows you new things and you feel excited every single day. It's fun, huh? To re- receive the teaching from the Holy Spirit. John chapter 16, verses 6 to 7. But because I have said this thing to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And he did. The first time in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came, right, rushing mighty wind. And the tongue of fire came upon people. He came as the wind and the fire. The wind is invisible. And the fire was visible. So when the wind and the fire came upon the disciple, they were totally changed. Do you know that the Bible compared the Holy Spirit to the wind in John chapter 3 verse 8. And God called the Holy Spirit the fire in Matthew chapter 3 verse 11. So when the Holy Spirit came upon them, they were changed people by the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to conclude this teaching by reading this scripture. John chapter 14, verse 12. Most actually, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than this he will do, because I go to my Father. Jesus was the man of action. He taught and he did. He taught and he did. He used authority to perform what he taught. Acts chapter 1 verse 1, the former account I make, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. He was a man of not just words, teaching, 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 but he was a man of action. He taught with authority and he took action with power. Who gave him that power and authority? The Holy Spirit. Is that right? We going to do even greater work than Jesus. He said that all believers, we're going to be the hand of God. We're going to be the eyes of God, mouth of God to speak the truth, lay hand on the sick, cast out demons, build a church, make disciples, do the great things of God in this generation, even greater than Jesus. Amen? I'm not talking about quality, but I believe because of the internet and all these things, we can do more. We have airplane to fly. Jesus did not have the airplane. We can touch more nations and more people today with the technology. And we have the same anointing. 
that Jesus had, and we can do greater things for God. I pray that you have that desire to be used by God in this generation, that you will do greater things for the Lord in this generation, and that is why Jesus has to send the Holy Spirit into the church for that reason, so that you can be His hand, His eyes. He did not use angels. He did not do it himself. He co-labored with us. I pray to God, God, use me to bring revival to this generation, wherever you send me. Do you have that desire to be used by God? You cannot do it by yourself. You need the Holy Spirit to anoint you and empower you. It may not happen overnight, but if you keep pressing in the Holy Spirit and ask for more and more anointing, and live your life for God, live your life for the purpose of God, you will not waste your life away. He will use you to touch life, to heal, to save, to deliver people from demons, to heal the brokenhearted, to give sight to the blind. He can use you. Amen? Amen. I pray that that is your desire. Not just live day by day for the paycheck, Not just live day by day to build a nice home in Seattle. Have a nice car, nice refrigerator. Get a job, put the money in the 401k, waiting for retirement. And after you retire, you just go to Maui and live there by yourself in an apartment or condo and just enjoy yourself. I pray that you will be a Christian that lives for God. Live your life fully for the Lord Jesus, for the kingdom of God. God is going to provide you anyway. But let us live for the purpose of God. And we cannot get that done without the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible says, The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. Everyone say to do. Everyone say to teach. When Jesus was walking on earth, he was not only teaching the truth, but he was a man of action. He did what he taught. He exercised the authority to perform miracles, and he did what he taught the disciples. And he said that the work that he did, we shall do as well, and greater works than this, we shall do. While Jesus was walking on earth, he make disciple. He preached the word. He taught the word. He preached the gospel. He healed the sick. He cast out demons. And he gave advice to people. And he said that the work that he did, we shall do also. It's interesting. 2,000 years ago, the religious leaders of the Jews did not have any question that Jesus was able to heal and to deliver or to cast out demons. But they could not believe that Jesus could forgive man's sin. But on the opposite way today in the local church, we can believe that Jesus forgive our sin. Our sins are forgiven. But many Christians in the world are struggling with the issue of healing, deliverance, and miracles today. The Bible says in Hebrew chapter 13, verse 8, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So whatever Jesus did 2,000 years ago, he's still doing today. He still can heal. He can still deliver people from demonic power. He still can save us and provide for us. And he said that the work that he did, we shall do also. So we need to understand that Jesus left the earth, he went up to heaven, and he sent the Holy Spirit to be in us so that we can represent Jesus today. The power of the Holy Spirit is in us so that he can use our hand to lay on the sick and to heal them. He used our words, the mouth, to speak the word of faith, to deliver people from demons. He used our mouth to teach and to preach the word of God. We cannot do those things without the power of the Holy Spirit. This is why we as a church need the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And we need to walk with the power of the Holy Spirit. 
so that we can continue to teach and to do what Jesus has begun to teach and to do 2,000 years ago. We are doing the continuation work of the Lord Jesus Christ today. Amen. So everyone say, "I need the Holy Spirit." It's interesting that when the Holy Spirit showed up in the upper room, He came with a loud voice. He came with a rushing, mighty wind. People got drunk. People laughed. But when the Holy Spirit leave people, He lived quietly. In Judges chapter 16, verse 20. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed. When the Holy Spirit departed from Samson, the man of God who committed sexual immorality, he was sleeping with the a Philistine woman, and the Holy Spirit left him because he did not obey the Lord. The Bible said that he did not even know that the Holy Spirit left him. We have to be careful living a holy life because if we grieve the Holy Spirit, we may not even know that the Holy Spirit, the anointing, is not on our life anymore. Because he will depart quietly. In fact, we have two choices. Be filled with the Holy Spirit or be filled with evil spirit. Our life cannot be empty. Either we are filled with God or we are filled with evil spirit. I think I am smart enough to fill my life with the Spirit of God. Because evil spirit will come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. You remember the story of King Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 14. Because Saul sinned against God, the Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. And you know what happened? What replaces the Spirit inside him? When the Holy Spirit left, the Bible says, evil spirit came into him. I don't want the evil spirit to be in my life. I want to fill my room, my whole body with the Spirit of God so that evil spirit cannot be in me. This should be the desire of every Christian that we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We don't want evil spirit at all. We don't want demonic spirit because they come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. When you read what King David say in the Bible, you can see that King David is very careful and he understands this truth. In Psalm chapter 51, verse 11, King David says, Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. King David said that I did not want the Holy Spirit to leave me. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because he realized that if the Holy Spirit leave, another kind of spirit will come in. I decided not to welcome any wrong spirit. Amen? When a doctor performs surgery, he needs to watch his hand for at least three minutes. Use the antiseptic on his hand to watch the hand. Do you know why the doctor have to watch the hand before performing surgery? Because the doctor knows that if he brings in one bacteria, one virus, or one bad germs, the bacteria are going to go into the patient and will kill the patient. So, I want to compare evil spirit to bacteria. They come in to kill, to steal, and to destroy. You see so many wrong things, so many bad things on earth right now. See, people get sick, people get into trouble, cancer. And uh, actually, last week, I was on call. And I saw a man, uh, he is Asian. I don't want to tell you the nationality. I saw a man in the hospital. He came in with mental problem, and he ran his head against the wall of the hospital six times. 
he pull out the knife and want to kill himself. This is happening in the hospital. And the nurse told me that he was standing like this in the emergency room and fell backward to knock his head on the ground to kill himself. Eventually, the nurse and the doctor have to restrain him, put something around his arm and restrain him to the bed because the man want to kill himself. And because he fell down, he had bleeding in the skull. And I have to go to see him as a neurosurgeon. When I walk into the room and I saw the man, it's so clear he was demonized. Demons are in him. But I am not in the position to cast out demons because I walk in as a neurosurgeon, not as a pastor. And I cannot cast out demons from the non-believers anyway. Unbeliever. We cannot cast out demons from unbelievers because seven times will come back into them because their life is empty. You need to fill your life with Jesus, with, with the Holy Spirit, so that this home, your life is a home, will be filled and the evil spirit cannot come in. Amen? Can we have a greater measure of the Holy Spirit? Can we have thicker anointing? Can we grow in the gift? Should we desire for more? The Bible says that we should be content with materials and money. But we should not be content with the amount of the anointing. Amen? We should be hungry for more anointing. Faith, love, the true riches of God. We should pray for more wisdom, more faith, more love, more power, more anointing from heaven. And God can give you. The Bible says if you're faithful in little things, God's going to give you more. One sister in this room emailed me, a, a new believer, and asked me, how can I be used of God powerfully in my life and have high anointing and find out my giftings and all this, and I want to be used greatly by God? My answer is, just be faithful little thing right now and keep being hungry and let God touch you. Let God anoint you more and more and more. Faithful little things. And then God is going to give you more anointing. Amen? So tonight, when we pray for you, God knows the best what to do with you. I'm human. I don't know everything about you. But one thing is that God wants to move you to the next level. From glory to glory to glory. By the Spirit of God. He wants to move you from one level to another level. Some of you may need deliverance tonight. God may need to chase out some demonic bondage in your life, some curses to set you free first so that you can be free to serve the Lord. Some of you may be free already, but God is going to give you more anointing to serve God in the next level. But definitely, when you come to God to be prayed for, you need to yield and be hungry. To the Lord, uh, for, the, for the things of God. You need to come with the heart desire that God, I want to change. I don't want to be the same. I want you to do something in my life. This is not a test. I'm going to test this man whether when he pray for me, something going to happen or not. If you come to God to test God, nothing going to happen. You need to come to God with expectancy, with faith, with a strong desire to be anointed, to be set free, to be used of God. That's the reason why only 120 people in the upper room, even though Jesus ministered to thousands of people. I learned one thing. Not every Christian is hungry. Not every Christian wants to live for God. Out of thousands of people that Jesus fed, only 120 people were hungry. And those 120 people Touch the nation in that generation. God doesn't need a lot of people. God just use the hungry and commit the people. Amen? If you notice that you are a dry bone right now, God can breathe upon you and make you an army. The exceeding, the great army of God. You can be the soldier of God. The Holy Spirit can change you. Amen? Have that hunger and desire to be used of God. Amen? This service is not just to come to listen to nice preaching, but we give time for the Holy Spirit 
to minister to you and touch you. But you need to come and ask. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, you shall find. Knock, and the door will be open. When you come to the front line to be prayed for, God will not force you. You can go home. No one forces you. But it's your own desire to be changed by God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Just yield. Get hungry. Let God move you to the next level tonight. If God want to make you speak in tongue, go ahead and speak in tongue. If God want to make you cry, go ahead and cry. Don't resist God. Yield to the Lord. Yield to the surgeon from heaven, the Holy Spirit, to perform surgery upon you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. How many people are hungry in this room? How many people say, "I want to change"? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How many people believe that God will do great things in your life tonight? Thank you, Jesus. How many people say, "I'm g o i n g to yield tonight"? You can do whatever you want in my life. I'm g o i n g to yield tonight. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I like to pray for the youth first. For the youth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ask God. Don't stand here watching me, looking at Jesus. God will never force you. You need to ask Him. You need to come to Him. Close your eyes and ask Jesus to touch you. It's not passed aloud, but it's the Lord Jesus Christ who will touch you. Lift your hand up and ask the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit. I want to change, Lord. I don't want to be the same. Jesus, 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 Jusika, Chika, Tala, Kaske, Tarayala, Papa, Jesus, Jesus, Phil, Phil, Fire, Jesus, Fire. Fire, Jesus! <laughs> fire, fire, Jesus! Fill, 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 Jesus! Close your eyes and receive. Don't look at me. Never be the same. Use them, Father. Use them, Father. Touch them. Touch them. Touch them. Jesus, let your hand up. This is serious. We are not playing. Close your eyes. This is not a play. Honor the Holy Spirit. Honor the Holy Spirit. Honor the Holy Spirit. God can give you at the level of your hunger. Jesus. Jesus. Fire. Fire. 
<laughs> Phil? <laughs> Outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Outpouring, not by might or by power, but by the Spirit of God. Jesus, touch them, fill them with the Holy Spirit. Fill them with the Holy Spirit, Lord. Fire. Fire! Fire! Fill. Fill. Fill right now. Thank you, Jesus. Fill. <laughs> Fire. Fire. Fill. Right now, Lord. <laughs> Fire! Get desperate. Desperate. This is holy. Holy place. Holy place. Yes, Lord. Hungry. Receive. Open your heart and receive. God never forced anybody. He never forced His way in. You need to open. You need to be hungry. He's a gentleman. He'll never force you. You need to desire yourself. It's your free will, whether you want to receive Him or not. He will never force you to receive Him into your life. Fire! Fire! Fill! Fill! Jesus! 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 Yield! You need the Holy Spirit to be a good Christian, to be a strong disciple of Jesus Christ. You need Him. You cannot do it yourself. You cannot be a good Christian without the power of the Holy Spirit. You yield. You're hungry. You press in. You say, "God, help me. Fill me." I don't care what people think about me. Today is my day to receive the Holy Spirit to fill me, Lord. I will never be the same. Fill me right now, Father. Right now, fire, fire. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, fire. Jesus, Jesus, fire. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> fire. Fire. Fire! 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 Never be the same. Never be the same. Never be the same.
<laughs> Never be the same. Never be the same. By the spirit of God. Never be the same. Change. Revival. Never be the same. Fire. Fire. More. More. More fire. 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 Never be the same. By the power of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Fire! Fire! Never be the same. Never be the same. Fire! Phil, Phil, go ahead and laugh. Go ahead and laugh. God give you the laughter. <laughs> Fire! <laughs> We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I live to you.